All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. What's your hashtag again? Like Becky K. McCollin or something? No, that's pretty good though. That's, yeah, that's I just thought about good. that. The, yeah, yeah, Froggy went according. Yeah. Uh, that's very good. That's in the list. <clears throat> no, we like at your beck and call, but okay. we've also recently decided that we like even more. Uh, we came in like a beck and call. Okay. And we I, came in like a beck. That's good. That's pretty good. That's good. Um, nothing has any, it has nothing to do with like weddings or anything. It's just a funny pun. Right. Uh, good internal rhyme. Strong poetry. Now this is, uh, I'm going to spoil this for you because I'm going to say that my friend Colin and his wife, Catherine, used this for their wedding hashtag. Okay, that's fine. I don't want it now. No, I know. I knew you wouldn't. But I was going to suggest it first, and then you'd be all hyped up about it, and then I was going to have to, at some point, lay it on you that right. it's the same as what Colin used. His was Colin Kath to the altar. Yeah, that's good. It's Yeah, it's pretty strong. You know, like paging. Right. Pa- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. But at the same time, you see both names. They're both going to the altar, so it's... Right. It's, you know. Yeah, I get it. It's deep. Mm-hmm. It's super meta. <laughs> A lot of levels to yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we actually really have to kind of get our our ducks in a row now. I mean, not really. Like we we had a whole conversation yesterday about how it's very stressful when people just f- in a friendly, casual, small talky kind of way are mm-hmm. like, so how's the wedding planning going? Right. But inside you're like, don't fucking ask me that question again. Because there's a very large island of time where you are incapable of doing any wedding planning. Right. Right. You get the big things out of the way. The nitty gritty kind of has to be held off until a little bit later. And now we're like eight and a half months out. And that's mm-hmm. still a lot of time to get everything together. I'm not worried about it, but there is a responsible moment where you have to go, okay, now we start to yeah, kind of collect things, gather things. Every time I go to a wedding, and this was the case for yours and the other big weddings for friends I've gone to in the last year, I'm so impressed by the minor details. I'm not impressed that like your photos turned out well or that the meal was good. I'm impressed that you like thought to put a Mad Lib on our place setting to play right. with while we're with. Like, sure. at least I think that's really interesting. That's I don't fun know, stuff. I don't, I don't know how the follow through came together there. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and I didn't think of any of that stuff that was all Jen and her compadres. But your wedding had a, a lot of character. It had a lot of charm. Yeah, it did. But some of the stuff I was like, wait, what is this for? Yeah. And it'd be like, oh, well, that's what we're going to have like over there because that's what you do at a wedding. And I'm like, oh, a cookie table. Wow, there you go. You or had like, the little Instax table. Yeah, exactly. I, we should have advertised that better. That's a regret. Yeah. We we didn't mention that in a speech. But uh, it was a good one. But yeah, we, and I haven't even really looked through those pictures yet. Well, that's a shame. But there's only like 20. I think they all have me in them. I think it's, yeah, there's a bunch with you. I, I think I did look like the next day. Yeah, I don't want to make we it seem like it I wasted a bunch of your film. But you weren't photobombing. It was everyone. clearly not getting a lot of attention, and so a couple of us kind of holed up by the Instax. I camera. love that. That was very kind. We of tried you guys. to guerrilla market your corn. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, New Year's weddings, uh, Jen's cousin pulled a pretty cool move and just got surprise married. Ah, uh, elope. Yeah, I love that. Kind of like it was at her dad's house. It was only like parents. Uh, brothers and sisters and that was it not yeah. even their spouses at the time right like the actual ceremony and then afterwards like a couple more family members came over but it wasn't like a late night reception thing they're just straight up married now i think i saw something on jen's instagram maybe about a wedding or i saw something on social media about somebody you're indirectly related to who got married and i'm like oh wow yeah it might well it's it's jen's cousin emily 
Oh, I know so, Emily. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, oh, so she got married, and uh, they're doing like a reception this summer. But she the whole time was like, "Okay, well, there's not going to be a wedding." So, good for them, yeah. honestly. Yeah, like, she's I, like, "I hate, I hate weddings." I have so much respect for that. Yeah. I don't hate weddings, but no. like, I, I really admire the the self control. Totally. She's like, "Let's just <laughs> get it done with. Be married." How was your Christmas? I know it seems like a million years away. Christmas was great. Yeah, I like front loaded the heavy partying. And managed to be super productive toward the end and like, you know, like put a fire on in the shed and clean the whole shed and like change the oil in the snowblower. It was running today and like killing it and like change the oil in my car. I did did that like a psychopath. Why are you just telling me your chores? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know why that's what I'm most excited about. I don't know either. It was great. I relaxed a lot. uh, Got to see a bunch of friends. Oh, I went to Sears. Friends from away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. This is not good radio. Mm-mm. Me just talking about like stuff that I ticked off the to-do list. Yeah, good for you, buddy. You're what about, more productive than the rest of us. What about you? It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. That's the appropriate response. It was really, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. We, uh, we ha- Look, I got I got the, the Central Perk Lego set. See it over there? The, the Friends Lego set that was like, oh, it was yeah. like a big 25th year anniversary. That's awesome. Yeah. If you will, we're gonna have to pay for that now. Ah, shit. I don't know. Maybe it falls under parody. Um, That's silly, right? Um, was also going to say any any series that you watched over the holidays at all? Any well, movies? We did watch a lot of really good entertainment over Christmas. We went to the movie theater a bunch of times because I saw amazing. I saw Star Wars twice. We saw Knives Out, which was amazing, right? Uh, and we saw Little Women the other night, which is like she's now like. Uh, two for two she's right. a perfect director Greta Gerwig yeah. yeah she bats a thousand that's insane it was beautiful and I don't know anything about Little Women I'd never mm-hmm. seen the Winona Ryder one I'd I'd never read the book um, but it was so moving yeah people have positive things to say about this she's gonna get nominated for best picture I think uh, yeah. or for best director at least I mean it would be it, it would turn into a bit of a thing if she doesn't. And that's not just because of Greta. It's because of women in film who right. are really underrepresented in the Golden Globes. We can talk about that in a few minutes. Sure. Little Women's really good. Go see it. We watched, uh, well, I watched Marriage Story. I talked to you about that. Mm-hmm. That was really great. Um, and we watched the second season of You, which has turned out to be like quite the thing. Yeah. People are into that show. People love that. It's a great show. You're liking it. It's not the trashy show that I thought it was. It really... It's it's it achieves everything that it sets out to be, okay. and it knows what it is. But it's also, I think it's kind of clearing the bar with like a, a little bit of clearance. Wow, he's a really good actor. I think there's nuance in the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's preposterous. Sure, but it is very good. You know what I've be- so got a new TV over the holidays. That should have been what I led with. Congratulations! This is big. Yes. Smart TV, sixty-five inch. Like, Literally we're, big. We just went all out for it. Yeah. Your house is 65 inches. Yeah. So I'm a little offended by that. But we. (laughs) That's that you can be. Um, We ended up getting a a smart TV. So we're able to stream like, you know, a bunch of apps through it. Yeah. So on Amazon Prime, a little show called Catastrophe. Hmm. Have we been through three seasons of it already? Yes. What, What is Catastrophe. So it's that it was on a lot of like top ten of the decade or like you know, a lot of people's top ten lists. Yes, uh, it stars Rob Delaney and mm. Sharon Horson. Horson. Okay, she's uh, she's Irish, but um, anyways, oh. 
Oh. <laughs> no, that's not a, she's Irish, but yeah. it was, anyway, the, the plot of the story essentially, and we should even maybe do it on the show. Okay. I guess it's done now. Yeah. But the fourth season like just ended. Whatever. People had a lot of good things to say about it. Um, essentially, dude meets girl at a bar, this Irish lady in like the States. They hook up a bunch of times. They have like kind of like a meaningful weekend. They're kind of funny and silly together and, and very sarcastic. And she goes home, realizes she's pregnant. He goes to the UK and that's kind of the start of the story. Do they have a demon baby? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole first season is just her being pregnant and I'm kind of figuring it out. It's got a very knocked up vibe in that way. But okay. Be, I, I hear the word catastrophe and I picture some like gothic drama. Well, no, it's it's actually like a comedy, which can maybe be like twisted as a dramedy, but I really think it's it's more heavy on the so comedy. So it's not like catastrophe. It's this is a catastrophe. Well, it it, it is kind of dark, I guess. All right. It's it's more Louis than um, I don't know Chernobyl. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely more Louis than Chernobyl, and more Louis than like Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. You know, it's not like, what's well, happening? That's good. That yeah. definitely is intriguing. Right. I'll check out uh, Catastrophe. It's and on Amazon. He's a recovering alcoholic. Big uh, tick of the box you there. love it when people are love, recovering addicts. Love a good recovery story. You and really you know do. that that comes in at some point. Yeah. Of him. And it's it's based on real life. He actually... Oh, it's one of those autobiographical things? Yeah. He's like a huge Twitter celebrity. That's kind of how he started What's his out. name? Rob Delaney. I recognize that name. Yeah. He tweets like every... 20 minutes i think he's a comedian okay but he was one of the first to like kind of publish all of his stuff on twitter like just constantly be tweeting and has like millions of followers i'm trying to go on twitter less yeah yeah because like the war and stuff right it's not something that i um <laughs> the war the non-existent yet war but well the kind of like leading toward war right. kind of stuff seems pretty uh, bad yeah someone posted it was like clinton impeachment put aside amid uh, Iraq fire. Yeah. And it's like that the caption below was just like, wake up people. Yeah. It couldn't be more it's, obvious. Yeah. Yeah. This is even, I feel like it's even more on the nose just because we, you know, I think there might've been some trust in Clinton and with, well, sure. Yeah. I mean, he could string a sentence together. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, let's not get into, let's not open that can of worms. Not well. More interestingly, mm-hmm. Harry and Meghan quit the Royal family today. How do you mean? I mean, they released a statement that says we are going to step back from our like high ranking royal family duties and move to maybe Canada. What? Yeah. And so then. Is this huge news? Huge news. Okay. And so Buckingham Palace released a statement that was like, we respect uh, the Prince of Cambridge. No, that's Willie. Uh, Anyway. Sure. We respect the Prince and Meghan's decision. Uh, but not everything's been worked out yet. It's still in early. Like they're basically saying, like, um, I don't know. You spoke might... a little too soon. I they're think, not officially I, released. I think you're grounded. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it kind of felt like that. You don't have the rights to. And then, like Daily Mirror and like right wing rags are trying to create this uh, narrative where Megan is like brainwashing Harry away from his family, Whoa. which isn't true because he's a human and she's probably smart to want to get yeah. him away from that racket. And crown uh, season 15 is going to be so lit. I know. I know. And so everyone's making the joke about how she wants to come back to suits and right. maybe he'll be on suits. Wow, man, this is so crazy. Mm. How do you feel about it? 
<laughs> I just told you how I felt about you it. You love it. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's cool. just exciting. Sure. I mean, it's not, it's not exciting. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, yeah. You know, maybe there's some drama there that we can, maybe this is a rich period in the monarchy for kind of hot goss. I would say there's definitely drama. I'm really curious to talk to my grandmother about it because like my grandmother still can never forgive uh, the the king who abdicated and then his brother became king. Right. Colin Firth. Really? She like, she thinks that's like completely horrendous, completely disgraceful. Same with Princess Margaret because Princess Margaret like, like champagne. My nanny Betty is like, well, she was really quite the piece of work. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess old people love the monarchy. Definitely. They're so into it. Yeah. So do young people now. Well, the crown made it sexy. There's a lot of royal watchers. Yeah. Well, so did Harry and and Meghan and and Kate and Charles. 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 Charles, Charles is Sorry. not young. William. William, yes. <laughs> and most of all, Charles. Yeah, most of all, Charles. The most boring of <laughs> the royal family. All that stuff he did. Do you want to talk about the Golden Globes? Yeah. Because Olivia Coleman, the queen herself, won mm. a Golden Globe. Uh, we'll go through these uh, kind of quickly uh, just because there's, I mean, it's it's not that interesting. You watched some of the broadcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I, I actually like weirdly enough just caught all the highlights. I watched the opening monologue, saw the Tom Hanks stuff, and then I saw Patricia Arquette, which we were both like, "What?" Everybody saw Patricia here? Arquette. <laughs> there was a lot of Patricia Arquette to see. It was she apparently she whacked Joey King in the face with her Golden Globe statue by mistake, and Joey King tweeted a picture of his huge bruise in the middle of her no face. No way. Yeah. Who's Joey King? She was in that show with her. Yeah, Escape of Denim. Or no, 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 the no, act. The, the act, okay. yeah. She was like the kid who was being abused in that show. <laughs> and then she gets more abuse. Yeah, her. she got whacked with the Golden Globe. Wow. That sucks. What a life. Art uh, imitates life. Um, the other way around. Ricky Gervais, we both, we thought the monologue was funny. He kind of like it had its moments. In. It had. I don't think he went that far in. Actually, I think that he did all the jokes that Chris Rock would have done. Or like, yeah, like no, not to disrespect Chris Rock either. I just mean like he for some reason has this reputation as like as being so irreverent, and he just kind of made cranky jokes and then mm-hmm. tagged everything with so what? I don't care. I don't want to do this anymore. Like yeah. they backed up a Brinks truck and you signed the paper. Like you're there voluntarily. Yeah. This is not some kind of like contractual thing you're obligated towards. So what? It's the last time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but you said that last time. I know. And it probably yeah. is the last time now because you blatantly say the Hollywood foreign press is racist and sexist. Right. In your mouth, he, yeah. Which was actually kind of cool. Um, but I don't know. It didn't strike me as that, that subversive. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It again, like, you know, there was, there was stuff we talked about how, it was contradict. It was uh, hypocritical. Yeah, you know he's talking about people, you know, working for streaming services. It's like, dude, you released like he's talking shit about Disney Plus. It's like, well, you're in the Muppets movie. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you have a Netflix show. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of part of the club, and that's the other thing is he's calling these people hip- hypocrites or just chastising them in any way for being Hollywood elites, and he is one of them also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is, other than his little joke about how Leo dates young people, which was genuinely funny, and Leo seemed to get a kick out of it yeah. too, he didn't really have a lot of specific targets. Like in the past, he might have, like, he made wisecracks about, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s sobriety, which is a cheap shot, right. and it's not relevant at all. No. Um, but, like, he would make direct comments, and that would be when you'd catch the really good right. Tom Hanks gif of Yeah, him, the, the like, Felicity Huffman. Kind of ma- wincing. Yeah, yeah. License play thing. That was funny. That was pretty funny. She wasn't there. No. Nah. You know, so it's not like he was going to create, he didn't create any awkward moments for himself. He didn't call out anyone in the room 
for no. being like a real problem. Right. You're right. Except for the Leo comment, which you mentioned. But again, I think Leo was cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. So it was okay. It was fine. I I don't think it was like, is anyone giving this Golden Globes an A plus? No, I don't think so. Does anyone ever though? No, definitely not. Rami Youssef wins for uh, Best Actor in a Television Series, Musical, or Comedy. Mm-hmm. Charming speech. Mm-hmm. Likeable guy. Yeah. Uh, best performance by an actress in a television, musical, uh, or comedy. I mean, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. There's no surprise there. Right. I missed her speech. I'm sure it was funny. She was up twice because they came back later. Right. Uh, Brian Cox won for Succession. He's who, good. Who's? I oh, he, yeah. He's the, he's the fuck off. The dad. Oh, okay. That's who he yeah, is. That's his main, uh, his main line. This was kind of surprising. Russell Crowe won for the loudest voice over Sasha Baron Cohen, the spy, uh, Christopher Abbott, catch 22, who I was kind of pulling for, even though I didn't watch that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Harris, Chernobyl, I thought was a shoe in, if not Sam Rockwell, Fosse Verdon. And then in comes Russell Crowe as Roger yeah, Ailes. Right. I liked that pilot. Yep. Um, and he wasn't there because he was uh, aiding with uh, bushfires in Australia and they had a nice message. Right. Um, so that was cool, I guess. Jennifer Aniston seems so rattled. She... I think it was maybe it Gervais related, how she had to get up right yeah. after. Right after an Apple joke. Oh, yeah. that's true. That yeah. I take back what I said before. He doesn't create any awkward moments. He did say that shit while Tim Cook was in the room. Oh, all, yeah. All that how like, child did, labor stuff. The one time you wanted to see the pan of, but they kind of won't push it that far. Like they won't disrespect like they won't put a camera on tim cook after someone says he's the devil maybe yeah i don't know i don't know if they have that kind of compassion like it's not i'm not saying it's the same thing but when brad pitt is accepting his golden globe Mm -hmm. they won't take the camera off jennifer aniston because they they know that's clickbait right right and not that it's interesting they were they've been broken up way longer than they were ever together yeah and they're both pretty like cordial about it i kind of took it the same way as like in the patriots game this weekend there was one point where the camera was on tom brady and then he just started launching snot rockets like clearing his nostrils on the bench Ew. and they panned away really quick like they, yeah. they they cut as soon as he started doing that it was kind of like well we don't want to show tom in that light i feel like they didn't want to show tim with an uncomfortable face maybe that's so maybe that's it it's like tom brady's snot snot rockets we didn't talk about ldr about the the patriots uh getting eliminated yeah are you hurt you know, it's hard to be hurt. Yeah. It I I you wouldn't get a lot of sympathy. Was I extremely upset? Yes. Yes. Was I, you know, it, does it suck that my team's no longer in it? Yes. But even while I was watching like, you know, a pass was dropped by a receiver Julian Edelman who's like he's been unbelievable forever. So it's was I stomping around being like, "Edelman, you should have caught that." Yeah. No. I'm like, "It was a just you know loss. You've all done a lot." Yep. And I don't think, you know, I think next year they get the right pieces in place, they can potentially go all the way again. Can't you agree that objectively it starts to be pretty uninteresting if the same team is virtually unbeatable? For other fans, 100%. <laughs> but but the games are always close. People always just look back and go, oh, the Patriots won that year, the Patriots won that year, That's the Patriots true. won that year. The games year. have often been close. Yeah, it's it's the same with any dynasty who you know wins a lot. I, I said that about the Lakers in the early 2000s. It was like, oh, this is so dumb, the same team. People were saying that about Golden State. They become the villains. Well, and what you're saying is dynasties are always temporary. What I'm saying is dynasties are always temporary, but the, during the dynasties, people seem like, oh my God, this is the second or the third year in a row that they've won. When are they yeah. going to stop winning? Like they're never going to die. And it's right. like, yeah, no, they are because they're temporary. It seems to me when I was like 10, the Colorado Avalanche had a real hot streak. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, they would have won a Stanley Cup 
they they went to the Stanley Cup Finals a few times, but I th- okay. I know they won one in like '96. It just seems relevant. It's, it's kind of pertinent in my memory. Yeah, yeah. There could have been more. I I'm don't not know. great with. It doesn't matter. Don't don't memory. fact check it. No, <laughs> I don't want to. talk Don't about at it tweets week. for this. Uh, Michelle Williams wins for Fosse Verdon. Her speech was kind of interesting. Man, how many awards has she won? Does she have an EGOT? Uh, an EGOT? <laughs> no, no, because no. I don't know what else she'd have. But she does seem to get up on stage She's a lot. Definitely got an Oscar, doesn't she? Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Yeah. Alexa, does Michelle Williams have an Academy Award? The robots hate me. Her yeah, light even so. turned on. You know. Yeah. She's yeah, thinking she's, about she's it. Like, Never she's mind. like, I'm not going to dignify that with the response. I don't think she does. Patricia Arquette won for the act. Get. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård won for Chernobyl. Okay. Succession won overall best TV series drama. And Fleabag won for best TV series musical or comedy. And that's why Phoebe got up again. Right. Uh, let me adjust my paper here. Is she someone who can win continually and still be kind of charming? Or does she always do the like, oh my God, I wasn't expecting it. I don't think she's ever done that. I wasn't expecting it. Well, it was just the last <laughs> award show. She kept getting up and being like, okay, so it wasn't like that. She wasn't expecting it, but she was kind of like playing. Uh, she had like a bit of a, a trope that she was doing, okay. which, was, which was fun. Well, just kind of like a discombobulated, like daffy person who's, who's like kind of surprised to be here at all. It was more like she gave her first speech. Yep. And then she repeated got some up elements. again and was like, and I can't believe that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? She won the first one for writing and she said writing is really hard and then she got up and she said acting is really right. hard. Right. Yeah. That was yeah. the thing at the Emmys. Right. No, it wasn't so but that was also a bit. Like that was a gag. No, that's what I mean. I just <clears throat> wondered if like if she had something like that for this time winning two awards. Yes. She had a joke about um a a joke about Obama. Oh yeah. So Obama put out his list of his favorite shows or whatever. Okay. Do you find that and I love Obama, but do you find that his lists are clearly created by a PR team? I I haven't <clears throat> seen his lists. Like the like he puts like Lizzo on his list. Just seems to me like you're just trying to pick what people are gonna go, Oh, us too. Right. And so when he puts I'm not saying he didn't love Fleabag, but like there's no way he watched all 20 shows on this list. You know who I... You're thi- Barack Obama. You know who I think watched? <clears throat> Sasha, Malia, <laughs> maybe. and maybe Michelle. Maybe. Yeah. And and Sasha's a... I think it's Sasha. Uh, is a big movie fan. And so oh, is she? She's, yeah. She's like wants to work in movies or something. No. I- and so maybe she'd have uh, a more educated opinion. Anyway, he put Fleabag on his list and she thanked him for putting Fleabag on his list. And then she says... And fans of the first season of our show might know that I'm actually quite the big Obama fan. Do you remember when she like jerks off to Obama and Fleabag? Oh, no. I kind of forgot about and so that. So she kind of like winks at the camera. Right. So oh, that nice. was that was kind of funny. She did a little break into the fourth wall herself. Did like a... I think you could say that. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wins for best motion picture musical or comedy. Great. Yeah. But like, did you see Dolomite is My Name? Are we going to watch that movie? No. It's kind of a, I mean, like, I know that there's a lot of movies to be nominated because they're separated into two categories, but like, I love Jojo Rabbit. It shouldn't be nominated in the best picture category. It's not that, I mean, it's good, but it's like, I don't know. It's just not best picture material. Neither is Rocket Man. But in the same way that, uh, I feel like Jojo Rabbit could walk the same lines that, what was that Wes Anderson movie, uh, Moonrise Kingdom? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like same. That's because it's same vibe. Because it's a kid wearing a tunic. Yeah, it's a blonde yeah. kid, and it's kind of cute. And yeah. people like 
you know, it's kind of heartwarming. It definitely has a Wes Anderson vibe. Yeah. Definitely it does. But that was also nominated for Best Picture is what I mean. So it's was like it? there's precedent. Yeah. All right. Unless I'm spewing multiple facts at you that are You seem to think more today. things get Academy Awards than actually do. Was it that year? I that don't think it got an Academy Award. Was it that year that like 30 movies were nominated in the <laughs> Best Film? Maybe it was. Moonrise Kingdom's amazing. But again, not Best Picture material. No. Uh, best motion picture drama. We're kind of jumping the gun here, but 1917. And now I feel like I definitely have to see this movie. I know. Jen asked me tonight if I want to go to Jumanji on Friday. Oh, hell. Do you think I want to go to Jumanji on Friday? I, I want to go to see 1917, but yeah. Jen's like, oh, there's no movie that would stress me out more than 1917. No movie that would stress you out more? Uh, she, I mean, you know, she's got a safe space where when it comes to movies. She watches like crime procedurals. Yeah, but those are those they're, are like pretty safe. PG. <laughs> they're also pretty safe. Yeah, Parasite won for best foreign foreign language movie. That's no that's going to be a lock across the board. Although, will Pain, that get nominated for best picture straight up? It uh, seems like apparently it ought to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pain and Glory with uh, Antonio Banderas is also what's happening to my voice. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, Pain and Glory is also apparently kind of up there, but I don't think it can contend against Parasite. Uh, Quentin Tarantino wins for best screenplay for a motion picture. Just one screenplay category at the Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Original song, uh, the Rocket Man song. This is apparently the first time Elton and Bernie have ever won an award together. I don't see how that's possible. Was that Bernie Taupin? Yeah. That, that guy who was up on stage with him? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I had no idea. Bernie Taupin, who must have $200 million, could like... He could be in your grocery store and you wouldn't recognize him. No. That's I, so cool. I thought it was like, I, I honestly kind of thought it might be his partner for a little bit. David Furnish. Yeah. No, you'd recognize David Furnish. Would I? Yeah. Okay. Great name. But <laughs> but uh, that's incredible. I was I was like, no, Bernie Toppin, he's got to look older than that. Yeah. Good for him. Well, he's, he's got all that money to, yeah. keep him, to keep him afloat. For sure. Joke. I love that they're still working together because that was my next question. I was like, I wonder if he still writes songs at all with... They talked a lot about how uh, the movie is in, in a big way a, a, about their love for each other. Like that they're in a big way, in a big way, they're creative soulmates. Yeah. Um, and they, they seem to have a pretty strong bond. I guess the autobiography is supposed to be incredible. Okay. Yeah, the, I bet it's... The Elton John one. I bet it's scandalous and fun. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's like racy in, in all the best ways. Very like name droppy too, I sure. think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, Joker wins for best original score. Mm -hmm. uh, best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Now, this is kind of cool because it's Brad Pitt. Yep. Who is such a cool motherfucker. Yes. Amazing speech. And so cool that he gets to go up there, having been nominated alongside Anthony Hopkins, who we shouted out. Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and in a way, Tom Hanks, and he's still the young buck, and he's 50-year-old movie superstar right. Brad Pitt. 56. Brad Pitt's not 56. He's 56, dude. Alexa, how old is Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt is 56 years old. God damn. Born on December 18, 1963. Oh, and he's a... Would you also like to know the net worth of Brad net worth. Pitt? <laughs> no! She always <laughs> wants to tell us the net worth. She's so vulgar. Yeah, she is. This is tacky. <laughs> Someday I'm going to say yes. Um, yeah, and he's the young guy in the category. Yeah, that's wild. That's very cool. Anyway. Um, what was his speech like? I, I missed that too. It was just cool. It was cool. I don't know what else to tell you about it. He's but just, he, just like, he had an air of cool. Yeah, he called Leo LDC. He made a Titanic <laughs> joke. Nice. It was good. That's awesome. He, he seemed cool on Marin too. I love it how at one point 
they, he was talking about the paparazzi and he was like, well, maybe it's because of my disaster of a personal life. Yeah, had a good laugh at it. <laughs> he was so gregarious and such a fan of Marin, which must yeah. be very surreal. When Marin is having sound difficulties, I've never been more stressed. Yeah. That was so nerve wracking and yet funny. And and I felt like Marin started playing into it. Like Marin's like, oh, okay, yeah. like, so, so was that was that good for you? Even at the end, he brought it out. He's like, so like, was my freak out? Was that, was that fun? Yeah, he was playing the part of Did Mark Did you Marin. like that? Yeah. He was. And Leo was cool. Like Leo, who's usually quite stiff and doesn't give many interviews, certainly not long form ones. No, he was... It was so normal yeah. and seemed like a nice dude. Pretty down to earth. I thought that was great. Laura Dern won for, for Marriage Story. She seems to be a lock for the Academy Award. Okay. And she's good in that movie. She's pretty good in everything. She's in that well, that's like, true. high class of, of female actress. But this doesn't do actress. good things for Jennifer Lopez's road to the Oscars. That movie's in a little bit of trouble as of today. The woman who it's based on is yeah. now saying, that's not true and I didn't give you permission. Oh, yeah. which seems like she could have come out with this lawsuit a long time yeah, ago. Maybe mention it <laughs> as soon as the movie comes out or yeah. maybe while they're making it. Right. This was the other big surprise. Uh, although the category has got like Roman Griffin Davis from Jojo Rabbit, which is strange. And also Daniel Craig and Knives Out, frankly. Taron Edgerton wins for best actor, lead actor in a musical or comedy. I heard that was a bit of a joke. Like that's kind of the thing people are pointing to saying well, this look is... I, I haven't seen the movie i'm going to see it i'm mm -hmm. sure it's good i have no doubt it's better than bohemian rhapsody but like are we going to do this every year like right. next year timothy chalamet's playing bob dylan and is that going to be the same oh thing Oh my god i'm almost kind of tired of like me too people playing artists at this point yeah the movie's called going electric it's about the transition from folk music to rock music yeah and actually if you look at them together He's kind of got the look. Like oh, we, I'm sure he does. We don't think of Bob Dylan as like a pretty boy, but he kind of was. Yeah. 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 Especially like early on. With his hair and his lips and everything. <laughs> his face. Yeah. His looks. Yeah. 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 The yeah. way he looked. And that Chalamet's good, man. That's yeah. my hot take of the day. <laughs> uh, animated motion picture, Missing Link. Not Toy Story 4. That's all I cared about. Mm -hmm. Joaquin Phoenix wins for the Joker. And this is the one we're talking about. Did you see the speech? No, I heard he was like, hey, thanks so much for doing a, a, a vegan or it was a yeah they had a, a plant-based meal plant-based meal yeah, he's all of, super he's, important he's all about like environmentalism right now which right. is fine that's admirable but it seems to have like come out of nowhere to service his brand right um and so then it was out today that he's going to wear the same tuxedo at every award show this season which i'm not oh my god impressed by at all so brave yeah, that's exactly <laughs> like, <laughs> what color is the tuxedo like black yeah, yeah. thanks man yeah you look fine there's probably 90 percent of the people that are going to these are might be doing the same thing most of them own know. their tuxedo and they don't they, yeah. they only have one to wear right yeah god damn the speech was fine it's like he does that thing where he puts it on the floor when he gets up okay joaquin phoenix is entering an interesting uh cultural role because of what the joker turned out to be where he almost has um Trump-like sycophancy following him. Mm -hmm. And so where he gives a speech where he kind of comes across like an asshole, and that's fine because he's always kind of come across like an asshole. Uh, people are lunging at the critics to say like, you don't understand. He has social anxiety. If you had social anxiety, you'd understand. I've got it. And then, it's like, he's just an actor who was in a movie you liked this year. And, yeah. and in that way, I kind of feel like the Joker... And the Joker's good, I'm sure. Again, I haven't seen it yet. I want to. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure the performance is great. Mm -hmm. um, but in a way, just symbolically, this movie is becoming this year's Bohemian Rhapsody because there are a lot of people who think it's pretty good 
and a few people who have highlighted its shortcomings. And then there's also a contingency that thinks it's the only good movie that came out this year. Okay. And anything else would be a robbery. Yeah, exactly. Right. It would be would be um cucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so I don't know. I just kind of roll my eyes at the whole Joaquin thing. He he was kind of gracious in his own way. Like he said nice things about the other nominees, and he mm-hmm. said a nice thing about Rudy Mara, who's just a, the two of them together is an interesting pairing. Right. And uh, then he said stuff about about private jets. Oh, that was also big of him. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Don't take private jets, everyone. Yeah. Again, that's not a big risk. Yeah. <laughs> really going out on a limb with that. Speaking of interesting pairings of celebrities. You know who's red carpet official as of Sunday? We're this kind of podcast now. Rachel Bilson and uh, yeah. Bill Hader. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact about their relationship. They were both in the movie The To-Do List in which they had a sex scene. Okay. The movie was directed by Bill Hader's ex-wife. Oh, that is pretty scandalous. Mm-hmm. wonder how long they've been together. I don't know. I'm into it though. Yeah, sure. She seems cool. Yeah, I think so. I think probably so. Uh, what else do we have here? Renee Zellweger, one for Judy. Um, Never heard of it. <laughs> honestly, though. Like, there's there's a couple where I'm like, what is this movie? The Act? I, I don't know what The Act is. The Act is, uh, it's based on a real story. Okay. Patricia Arquette plays this mother who told her daughter she had all kinds of chronic illnesses oh, to keep her Yeah, I think home. we did talk about this. And uh, it's a show. I think it's not a movie. It's a series. Wow. But uh, this kid was fine and then the kid ends up killing her mother to get away wow real story that's crazy like harrowing real tragedy sure okay um judy is judy garland it's the judy garland biopic starring renee zellweger okay she she looks pretty good yeah she looks great like her i feel speech like was she, odd what did she say well suddenly she's from the south i mean she always was from the south but she's like says y'all a lot oh yeah, that is so weird when yeah. people are like, um, I'm a y'all person She gets now. up and she's like, well, good to see y'all for the first time uh, in 17 she, years. Y'all she, look pretty good. There's definitely going to be like a Dolly Parton uh, biopic. That'll be the, the movie next year. Honestly, a Dolly Parton biopic sounds way more interesting to me than Judy Garland. Elton John, Judy, Judy Garland. I mean, interesting life, tragic life. Yeah. But uh, Dolly Parton, that's probably a good story. That'd be fun. Yeah, do you know Judy uh, Dolly Parton wrote I Will Always Love You and Jolene in the same night? I heard that, and I heard that she also, I don't know if she saw that on Reddit, she had the option to do I Will Always Love You with Elvis, Elvis yeah. but turned it down because he wanted royalties on it too. Yeah, and she could not part with that, and it was heartbreaking for her, which right. it would be because that would have been cool. Yeah. Like in his gospel phase or whatever, yeah, that probably would have sure. been a cool version. And anyways, ended up making a bunch of money from Whitney Houston. Well, exactly. And yeah, she's she did just fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those were the Golden Globes. If you want uh, more on my musings uh, of uh, Tom Hanks's acceptance speech for the Cecil B. DeMille Award, you can go to ColinSweets.com. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Read the blog. Yeah, I mean, so lovely. Yeah. He starts to cry. He starts to cry. Charlize is kind of soaking it in a little bit when she like... Took a knee on stage. Weird choice. She took it. The, the taking a knee was a weird choice. She yeah. Otherwise, very nice. Oh, she made such a ham sandwich out of that moment. Yeah. It was too much. He, all he was doing was listing some people who are good at their job. Yes. And then she like crouched as if yeah. she was having a complete emotional breakdown. That, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering like what, what did people, because that would look really weird from the crowd. Yeah. Just being like, is she, what happened there? What, oh, why'd you do that? Charlize? But the, we got to see that. Also, she she's just, so tall, so she has so far to go. Yeah. 
<laughs> she, yeah, she made a conscious decision, and it wasn't like it flashed before her eyes. And it'd be okay she, if she like put her hands on her face. Like he did call her out while she's on stage, and she's mm-hmm. she has said before she's very anxious. It's part of her presentation that she's like nervous, and so maybe she's like feeling a little awkward there. She made, she made an awkward choice to like really put mustard all over this yeah, moment. Yeah, to do an ass yeah. to the grass squat. <laughs> yeah, well, because this whole it, the whole gimmick was like I've had the opportunity to work with. All these people who are so good, you only know them by one name, like the Merrills right. and the, I can't think of anyone else. Well, he said, and then he Denzel, said, Denzel, and then he said Charlize, and she just kind of like collapsed. And then he said an even nicer thing about her when he explained what he was actually doing when he left the room. That's right. She thought she was like doing shitty and he leaves the room and he was actually going to tell the producers how good she was and that they had to come see this. I've only seen that thing you do one time. And oh, I, it's so good. I but don't, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Don't remember her in it. Neither do I. No. Neither do I. So I'm gonna have to rewatch that one for the for the old. Blog. I just remember the song, and uh, the Oneaters. Oh, we all remember the Oneaters. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good movie. He should direct more. He should. I think he likes the spotlight too much. Well, I don't know. I don't think he's like a. I mean, he's a ham, but I don't think he's like a like a showboat. No, I don't know. I think he kind of is. I think all actors kind of are. So sure. maybe it just seems less that way for him. But but he has so much humility. Yeah. No, you're not buying it? I don't know. I'm honestly not sure how humble he is either. I just think he's maybe a nicer person than most. You're having the wrong conversation. I know. (laughs) You're having this with the wrong person. I mean, if you bumped into, like, he knows how good he is. Sure. Shouldn't he? He should. It would be annoying if he didn't. If he's like, oh, but I'm not that good. That's true. You know? That's true. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. He's not at, like, Jerry Seinfeld level. No, there's cocky. Yeah. Yeah. Like he knows how, and he's like, what's wrong with knowing how good you are? Yeah. Yeah. We're different from all of them. Yeah. We're, we're above. Yeah. I love hearing comedians actually kind of like tear on him for that. Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. A little bit. Some of the improv guys are like, tell us about your, you know, tell us about the battle and what it's like getting on stage night after night. And, yeah. You know, how, you know, this is, this is therapy for people. They need you. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. 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 It's almost like how in journalism movies or shows like uh, the morning show. Oh, how yeah. It's like oh, our job is to give the news to people. Yeah. Do you, do you actually think that's how like real TV journalists feel about it? No, I don't think so either. No, I think they've there again. There's a little bit more humility. They understand they're doing a job. And although it is important, that's not like. But every show has to has to seem like uh, like heads will roll. Totally. You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. the big problem with with Studio Sixty and even the newsroom. Like he had made this show, he had created this format, which which did feature the highest stakes an American could imagine. It yeah. was called the West Wing. This it doesn't get any more tense than this. Right. The drama is never higher right. than in the West Wing in the Oval Office in the mm-hmm. Situation Room. Uh, and then he did the same format. With sketch comedy. Right. And it's, you just can't create the same kind of it's urgency. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't flow. Right. It was a challenge for him, I'm sure. It was, like... it was a failed challenge. I loved that show, but it didn't work. Right. Uh, okay. No Oscar host again for 2020. Cool. Is it cool? I don't know. Not really, but who would you pick? Um, I mean, we could sit down and we could like make a, a bracket of a lot of really eligible people for mm-hmm. the Oscars, but they seem to have such a narrow lane of people they want to put in that role. Right. Like it has to be like The Rock or, or the Rock. I, I mean, I, for example, sure, yeah. uh, <sighs> I'm kind of down with like going away from the A-list comedians. Exactly. And going to like 
give it to like Ben Schwartz or something. <laughs> like, well, that's a good just idea. Just like I a think weird. On some level, isn't he like a song and dance man too? Oh yeah. That would be really entertaining. Yeah. But, and you know what? They could get press out of just the fact that they cast him or they hired People him to be do like, it. People would be like, who is this? People would be like, who? That oh, would start trending. Oh, John Ralphio? Like, right. It would be a funny coup mm -hmm. and people would make something. And for the same reason, I think that you could get uh, Mulaney and Kroll. Yeah. And yeah, it would, exactly. And it would blow people's minds. Right. And everybody knows who they are. They're yeah. not that um, niche. They're not B celebrities anymore. No. No, they're, they're, I would say, both A celebrities at this point. Oh, I think so. Like, I think so. A listers. Sack Lunch Bunch. I got to watch that again, man. It was great. It's so fun. I actually meant to tell more people to watch it. Yeah, it's just such an unusual thing to decide to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I started laughing thinking today about the part where he asked the kid his favorite uh, uh, stand-up special, and he says, <laughs> Nanette. <laughs> That's such a good choice. It's, it was so funny. Like, I don't know how many people, like, I don't know how many of my friends would immediately get that reference or know what Nanette right. was, but having tried to, like, watch a little bit of it and understanding that it's supposed to be super highbrow comedy... Wait, so your grandfather is Joe Jackson? Okay, answer this very carefully for me. <laughs> yeah. Was your dad really famous when he was a kid and then even more famous as an adult or just the first part? Right. I'll save you some time. My dad is Marlon Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay, interesting. But yeah, that was awesome. No, they're good. Good kids. Uh, okay, so we are in the midst of the Jeopardy Greatest of All Time Challenge. Dude, I missed the episode last night. Yep. I, I recorded the other two. Have you seen the first one? Well, there's only been two. Tonight is the second one. Tonight is the second one. Yeah, yeah. so I missed last night. Okay. Who won uh, last night? So Ken won last night. Ooh. We have uh, Ken Jennings, whose superlative is that he is the winningest Jeopardy contestant of all time. He won more games. He won more money than anyone. Yeah. We have Brad Rutter, who has never lost to a human on Jeopardy. Okay, except for last night. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah, that's true. But I guess, I guess it's kind but of this like is a tournament. tournament of champions. Uh, he's only lost to Watson, right. definitively. And James Holzhauer, who holds the top 16 uh, largest single-day prizes. And, of course, he rose to fame last year. Right. So they are the three greatest, and they're duking it out uh, in a best of five, I guess. Oh, it's five. Well, maybe it's more than that. So basically, I thought it was only three. So we don't know how many nights it's going to be. Oh. Every night at prime time on ABC, and you know it's ABC because they've just peppered this thing with, like, Disney content. Right. Um <clears throat> every night there's two back-to-back -back games and so each broadcast contains uh 60 minutes two back-to-back -back games the collective winner of those two games wins the match okay and so ken won last night by only 200 dollars. wow and james didn't get any of the six daily doubles so had wow. james gotten a daily double which has always been where he plays yeah it's it's reasonable to assume he would have won last night um, now we don't know who won uh, Wednesday night because we're recording as it happens. Um, so but the first the first contestant to win three matches mm -hmm. is the greatest of all time. Interesting. So did Ken technically win both games last night, or could, so. could he have lost one and still won the overall match? He could That's have lost one. It's total. It's it's the total money. It's the total of the two totals. Right. Okay. Um, and so. Maybe he won again tonight. We'll find out uh, by the time this podcast came out. And what then would, he'll only be one away. Was there any wrong answers last night? Very few. Yeah. Very few. Brad didn't play great. I don't, I don't, I think, I don't think this is Brad's to win. How, how, when was Brad really in vogue? Like he was, was his... pre-Ken Jennings. He, oh, okay. So he a long time ago. He was the champion during the time when you could only win five games. Oh, Wow. 
which seems crazy, doesn't it? Yeah. That was like like 20 years of their run. You could you left after after five games. And Ken came in pretty soon after they changed that rule. And you could right. play as long as you were winning. Um, and then Brad has since come back. He challenged uh, Ken and he since came back and like he's he's proven to be almost just as good. Ken Jennings was still, it was in the 2000s though, wasn't it? That I think 2000, I think 2003 or four was okay. when he first came caught on. Scene. Yeah. Wow. They're all really uniquely charismatic too. Like yeah. they're all good TV stars. Right. I don't know how that worked out, but maybe to be smart, you have to have a good personality. I don't think even, that's exclusively even this true. Brad guy? Oh yeah. He's very gregarious. Okay. Seems like a likable guy. Nice. It's, it's, I'm excited about it. This is my Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm also like, do we place bets? Like, is there like a... Like Actually, a, you might be able it's to. It's probably like a pro line or something, right? Do you think it's live, though? Because if it's not live, it changes everything. Um, That does change everything. I think it's live-ish. It's not airing in the regular time slot. It's right. like a special. Okay. Alex doesn't look well. Uh, and I'm noticing a lot of the questions are pre-tapes. Like, you know, he'll be like, here's Jimmy with the clue. Right. There's a lot more of a those. A lot of that. Yeah. Is he Is he retiring after this? He hasn't said. There's been a little bit of talk about his retirement. He said he's given some thought to what he'll say in his last episode. Right. I think it's possible when the tournament's over, he'll he'll announce his retirement. Turn it in. But I don't know. Right. Man. Yeah, that's a whole other element to watching. Yeah, too. that's that's gonna be that's gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale uh, potentially joining Thor. Okay. Christian Bale in the Marvel Cinematic Universe seems like a, seems wrong. Does it seem wrong because he's so artful? Well, I mean, he's also. The head of like the DC movie movement for true a little bit, yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see it just because he's such a good actor. Mm. I, man, also I'm really into like the smaller side movies. Okay, like like give me like and, and I'll small for Marvel is not that small. I loved Ant Man and the Wasp. And Did you Ant Man? I didn't hear good things. I mean, I liked Ant Man okay, but it was pretty formulaic. Yeah, he's sure. got so oh, much yeah. charm. And like, I just found Michael Pena's character super funny. In Always, it. yes. Um, I just liked. I don't know. It was like you know what? This is kind of nice that there's not that much, like not that much just random CGI fighting. It's you know kind of like playful scene. I mean, Even, it's a heist comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's why I liked it. Too. Yeah, it's like Ocean's Eleven in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and there's magic in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we we also watched. Um, uh, Captain Marvel, which no, oh, I haven't seen Captain Marvel. So starts out weird. Yeah, took a while to get into it. Aliens, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was it was very alien heavy at the beginning. Yeah, but then I was I was into it. Okay. Yeah, and she's good because I've only seen her in Endgame. It's it's a fun movie. She's she's good as kind of like a I'm gonna be the like sarcastic '90s superhero. Oh, I girl. forgot it was '90s. Yeah, it's and it's so on the nose. Yeah. Like, you know, fight scene with I'm just a girl playing by no doubt. Well, and just the fact that like Samuel L. Jackson is is kind of doing a Pulp Fiction spoof, right? Like in the way he drives the car. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that might have been like kind of an Easter egg that I missed. But the whole thing there throughout the whole movie is he has both eyes. Oh, okay. And, and they're, of course. They're, they're having some fun with that on like, like stuff keeps happening and you're like, oh, is this how he loses it? That's fun. It is good. I, like, that's the kind of fun that I like in these Marvel movies. So here's the other end of the spectrum. We've talked a lot about how the casting for Matt Reeves, the Batman, is really good. Yeah. And we were kind of circling this, so this isn't like a huge surprise or anything, but now confirmed Colin Farrell's going to play the Penguin. penguin. And yeah. that's that's cool. Yeah. I mean, he's not small. I don't know why I feel like Oswald Cobblepot has to be teeny tiny. Is that his real name? The Penguin's real name? Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> yes, it is. So ridiculous. It is pretty pretty silly. 
Did you? I learned on a podcast the name of uh, of the. I kind of forget it now. Fuck. It was the guy who killed Batman's parents. Okay. His name's Joe. Joe Ice or something. All right. Something weird. Anyways. There might be different canonical answers for that question. Right. I, I don't really know. I think it happens in Joker, actually. Oh, really? Well, I think that in part his like full tilt lean into the evilness of the Joker incites a riot. Oh. And I think that's when the Waynes get assassinated and the pearls hit the puddle. And the pearls hit the puddle. Man. Yeah, I still have no desire to see Joker. I don't even want to see it when it comes out. No, man. Like, oh, everyone, I do. Everyone tells me how sad it is. Like, they just felt like they had to go for a walk afterwards. Like, yeah. it just affected them in a super melancholy way. There's a part of me that's, like, nervous I might identify with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be one of these, like, <laughs> neckbeardy incels who's like, this is this is my Bible now. Right. I don't want to be of that. Of course not. I, are you going to come into work on Monday with makeup on? <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, dancing, walking down the stairs. Oh, sweet's best to see the Joker. Yeah, yeah, you'll know when yeah. I'm dancing down the stairs <laughs> in a magenta suit. <laughs> is it supposed? It's supposed to take place in like the 70s. I guess I don't know. Supposed if, to be like I, I don't weirdly... know if it's era specific. Okay, it must be. The other thing Should I don't be. really understand that that is kind of problematic in Gotham also. Although I think they smooth that out as the series goes on and they recast Bruce to be like a teenager instead of like practically an infant. Right. But like, how old is Joaquin Phoenix? Like 47. Yeah. Right. And so his, his Arthur Fleck, is that his name? Like this guy, and then Bruce is like nine. Yeah. And then their arch nemeses when Bruce is like 29? Yeah. Yeah. The timelines are all fucked. It's really fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. No. Nope. Um, are you, yeah, we're both interested in seeing it. Joker? You yeah. just said you're not. No, sorry. Uh, sorry. Fuck. Matt reads the Batman. I've got. Yeah, we're both interested in seeing the Batman. Yes. We're not interested in seeing Joker. I am. You're interested in seeing Just Joker. for the sake of cultural inclusion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've got a list of 50 shows that are potentially coming out in 2020. Okay. Uh, not all of them are totally confirmed for 2020, but they're slated to be in the works. And I don't have... You'll see. It's just a list of show names. So I'm going to skip over a lot of them because I don't know what they are. The ones where I have an idea of what they are, we can talk about that. So uh, number 50, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, which is a John Le Carre novel um, that is being adapted for television, which I think is cool. Okay. Like classic. He he wrote Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, for okay. example. He right. just like like bureaucratic British spy novels. Sure. So they're adapting that. Did you like that movie? Did you see that movie? I didn't. Tinker Tailor. And it's, I think it's got Gary Oldman in it. People either like it or hate it. Some people find it very slow. I think it's slow and complicated. Yeah. Yeah. But other people love it. I think it's very British. Uh, Brave New World, like Aldous Huxley. I guess that's going to be adapted wow. for TV. So I picture it being like a very his dark materials kind of take on it, which I. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm like, oh, they're not going to do that right. I don't know anything about Brave New World. No? No. It's kind of, uh, you know, post apocalyptic, yes. mind controlly, sci fi. Kind of sci fi. Yeah. Dystopic. Dystopic. Uh, she Hulk. That's what I meant. Whatever, whatever. Interestingly, there's a show called uh, Utopia. Uh, Sin City is getting a TV show. Oh, who, well, do we know what, what, uh, no, I got nothing. You got nothing on where they're actually playing. I got nothing. Okay. Sin City. What, who made Sin City before? So uh, I'm tipping my tongue. F- well, it was, 
Robert Rodriguez did it. Oh, he was involved in Sin City. Yeah, I believe so. It was Frank. I'm um, thinking of Frank. um, Well, he was he was the like writer dude. Right, he wrote the graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. And it was you know you had Clive Owen, Brittany Murphy. It was kind of uh, Bruce Willis, Mickey Rooney's first thing back. Yeah, Bruce Willis. It was a huge cast. Yeah. Um, Who else was Mickey, Mickey Rourke? By the way, yeah. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> that, that was a time when I was extremely wrong. This podcast, yeah, yeah. we both know it. Uh, yeah, I caught you on that one. Perry Mason is coming back. A reboot of Perry Mason. What is that? It's like the original trial show, like okay. courtroom show. All right, cool. Um, <clears throat> now, the Underground Railroad. I don't know what this is, but my hunch is, two years ago, the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction went to a Colson Whitehead novel called The Underground Railroad, which um, is kind of historical fiction that supposes that the um, historical Underground Railroad was literally a railroad. Okay. And so I, I'm guessing, my assumption is that this show adaptation is maybe related to that book. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Marvel 616. I don't know what that is. Judge Dread, Paradise Lost. It's going to be a Paradise Lost show. Okay. Seems like we watched a show recently that had Paradise Lost elements in it. It might have been that show your sister worked on. The Island? Maybe it was. Could have been. I don't know anything about Paradise Lost. Me neither. So. Okay. Uh, Dune the Sisterhood. Do you think this is associated at all with the Dune movie that's coming out? Well, yeah. People are freaking out about this Dune movie. Yeah. Who's in the Dune movie? Do we know? Chalamet. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and, a big franchise. And is it going to... Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. Potentially. Like, it's a big series of novels. Yeah. Wow. And and there's a Dune original movie that I, I'm not familiar with at all either. I think this might be disregarding that. Okay. I think gotcha. I don't. I don't think they're part of the same cinematic universe. Right. Miss Marvel, whatever that is. Paddington. Bear. You know, Paddington Two is apparently a cinematic blind it's spot. It's supposed to be like like ninety nine percent. It's supposed to be like Toy Story good. It's supposed yeah. to be like I can't believe how good that children's. Movie I remember was. that. I think yeah. we might have talked about this before. Maybe that's worth when it was like out. Yeah, probably. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. That sounds good. That's a movie that already existed. Okay, it's going to be a show. Okay. The New Pope. And so this is kind of the next iteration of Jude Law's show. Yeah. He's also starring in it, but now... John Malkovich is playing like older... I think maybe Young Pope has maybe lost the papacy and he has to kind of give it off to... to Or maybe I'm conflating two popes the two popes. (laughs) Well, it's confusing. Why is there so much Pope material? Big year for popes, man. (laughs) Big, Big streaming Pope year. Yeah. Shit. Any I, part of you want to see the two popes? And I mean like the Anthony Hopkins one? No, not really. Yeah. I'm not that curious about, you know, the the changeover. Well, you know what? The Academy Award nominations will have come up by the time we do the podcast next week. Yes. And that will determine whether or not I have to see the two popes. Yeah, and and you know, I usually do see all the Oscar movies and I probably will force myself to see the Joker, but I I'll see two popes if it is a just, relevant movie. Just Joker, you Philistine. Sorry. It's not the Joker. Sorry, the incels are getting angry. Good Lord. The Stand. Did you read The Stand? I didn't. No? Uh, apparently, there's a beloved TV movie that was made about The Stand. Well, they're doing it again. Because everything oh, Stephen it, King has to get done, done, it, done, done. Is done. it a limited series? I don't kind know. Of thing? Well, Probably. Be. Yeah. But not that limited. The book is 2,000 pages long. Is it? It's long. Okay. It's very long. Uh, Miss America. Oh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. That'll be fun. Yeah, you, did you hear the theory that um, that 
girl who is on uh, who's in Rise of Skywalker who ends in Lando Calrissian is like, where are you from? Yeah, and she's Na- like Naomi Aki. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear the theory that that's like a or maybe it's fact that it's a backdoor pilot for a Disney Plus show? Oh, I didn't hear that. It has been canonically confirmed that that was their um, illusion to the fact that she is Lando's daughter. Okay, it's very poorly scripted. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I have also heard that Rise of Skywalker, uh, in some vague way, leaves open doors for for more TV spinoffs. Yeah. Did you did you hear about Oscar Isaac being interviewed and asked if he wanted to do any more Star Wars stuff, and he just went, "Nope, nope." And that's the right answer for him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's been a, it's been painful for those guys. It's kind of weird that he hasn't been like you know Adam Driver. It seems he's been working on other stuff, or maybe I'm just thinking of Marriage Story. But Oscar Isaac, who's such a talented actor, like. Last movie I think we saw him in was Ex Machina. It can't be. It can't be. That was like 2014 kind of thing. Well, he's in something with Annette Benning, I think. And I don't think it's The Report because Adam Driver's in The Report. And I don't think that they're in another movie together. They've worked together a lot already. Maybe they love each other. Well, well how could they not? We hope they do. If you're not Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley, you kind of have to put up with a lot of Star Wars guff being in yeah. those movies. And a lot of it's unjust. And I understand... Wanting some distance from that. Yeah, definitely. They've made their money. They don't care. Well, and they've made their star. And also, he's kind of, yeah, he's always kind of more of an interesting actor anyway. I I think so. I hope that this doesn't, like, cloud his artistic yeah. enterprise. Uh, star Trek, <laughs> speaking of enterprise, Star Trek uh, Picard. Yeah. That actually seems a little interesting. Yeah? I've seen a couple uh, trailers, shows for it. Okay. Uh there's been so many Star Trek shows. It's going to take a lot more than that to get me interested. I think it's I think it's going to be well received. Okay, all right, because it's kind of an, a take on the next generation. What is Snowpiercer? That sounds familiar. Uh, I think Snowpiercer is kind of like a uh, like cyberpunk. Okay, novel. It's going to be a show. Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Jurassic World TV show. It's going to be a disney plus i doubt it well uh, that it's not disney that's not it? a disney no. thing okay the sandman which is uh neil gaiman yeah that's kind of long overdue for a proper big budget adaptation space force yeah what's... somebody's in this that's like steve carell or something is it a comedy yeah it's like a joke about trump's space force really yeah it's like oh a, wow it's like, i think it's like a workplace a show joke on it. yeah interesting uh the unaired uh the untitled Game of Thrones prequel pilot. Okay. That's kind of interesting. Uh, now, the untitled Star Wars Cassie and Andor series, I don't think that's slated to come out in 2020. In fact, I'm not sure it's confirmed to be coming out at all at this point. But we'll see. Yeah, I think if it's coming out in 2020, we would, we'd would know by now. For I don't sure. know if there's any Star Wars content coming out in 2020 besides the final season of The Clone Wars. The Wheel of Time, that's getting a series. Will you watch The Clone Wars? Or you... I'll watch the final season. I think we'll probably talk about it a lot on the Star Wars podcast. Okay. I, I'm not a watcher of The Clone Wars because it's too big of an undertaking, but it's right. my understanding that it just gets better over time. Yep. And that show was abruptly stopped mm-hmm. at the Disney acquisition so that they could launch Rebels. Yep. And so fans of that show kind of felt a little slighted mm-hmm. because it never resolved. And so then they're like, okay, we'll, we'll give you eight more episodes or 10 more episodes or whatever. And apparently they're expected to be pretty good. Have they you, come out next month. Have you watched any of the Imagineering uh, show? No. On Disney Plus? No. Pretty good. That's a Disney word. Yeah. Yeah. An Imagineer is like a worker at Disney. It's like a documentary? Yeah. Okay. It's like a seven part like show kind of okay. thing. It's like an hour each. 
Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, the untitled Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi series. That's definitely not 2020. House of Dragons, and of course, Amazon Prime's Lord of the Rings TV series. Right. Which I... Also not sure if that's coming out in 2020, is it's it? It's supposed to be. Is it? Okay. Um, but they haven't really started shooting it yet because they lost um, Will, whatever his name is. Like their lead actor has been recast as of today. Oh, shit. Um, so I don't know if that's going to push them back a little bit. Wow. I, yeah. You'd think it would. <laughs> I mean, I would have to. <laughs> um, you didn't have the high fidelity TV oh, show Oh, that's there? not on there, but I'm kind of curious about yeah. that. Well, is this Zoe Kravitz? Did you hear them talking about that on The Watch? I did. Is that what you bring it up? Yeah. I I wonder if maybe he's giving that too much credit before he's seen it. Yeah. Because it, it is Zoe Kravitz, which is interesting because Lisa Bonet is the love interest in the first High Fidelity movie. Oh, right. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. She's cool. And I like that it's going to star a woman instead because like so much Nick Hornby content is just the same man-child story right. set over and over. But this is going to be a little different. Or maybe it's just going to be the same thing terrible like like they made it about a boy tv series a couple years ago with mini driver and it was like wretched right wasn't it a comedy though yeah they're all comedies a boy yeah i think it was actually kind of an okay watch the show yeah Uh, we we watched some of it 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 wasn't good was it like single cam um yeah yeah it was like new girl it wanted to be new girl but it wasn't it wasn't as funny okay I remember and it was not, a, and it was about a boy, but it wasn't yeah, British, right? I remember not hating it, but I also have no—I've never seen about a boy. Oh, you should see about a boy. Yeah, it it really is dated now. Yep, but it's like one of their one of the great Hugh Grant performances, and there were a few. Yeah, right. Huh. It might be the last great Hugh Grant performance, honestly. Huge Grant. Yeah. No, wait. His middle name's Mungus. Yeah, Hugh Hugh Mungo. <laughs> Hugh Mungo Grant. Real facts. What a weird. Humongo. form of child Why abuse mungo not even mungus <laughs> you're going with a weird like slang humongo humongo grant yep wow that's amazing do you want to talk about the one show that we were going to talk about yeah i think so i don't have a whole lot to say about this do you want to be the person to cap it no because it's time? your turn to do it is it yeah you don't want me to recap it i feel like you're you're uh playing fast and loose with when i have to recap it look do you want to curate this show do you want to be lead producer on the program? I'm okay to try it if you're open to it. I would love to hear you produce the show. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, just do a switcheroo one week. <laughs> okay, you got to bring all the prep. I, I would. I you, will. You got to edit the show. You uh, got to like put in all the sound bites and everything. Yep. Okay. I got to make the magic happen. You got to sew the magic. costumes. <laughs> <laughs> do the clicker thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. The clapper. That's right. Um, yep. No, I I think Clean I will up do after that. Craft, ser- craft services, but and- but because it's so low stakes for me, and I only have to do it one time, I would way over prepare, and you'd be like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this is lady, like this, this is amazing, this is so good," and I'd be like, "Yeah," because I know I only have to do it once. All right, we can help each other through this thirty second recap, but I'm of no use to you. Okay, I actually read another recap too, just to like bring me through it. That's good. Okay, recap the first episode of The Witcher in okay. three. Two, one, go. The Witcher is killing a beast in the swamp. He uh, goes to the bar to find the person who put the bounty on this monster. Uh, turns out it wasn't the right one, but there's this priest guy who will pay for it. He, when he goes, the priest guy's like, yeah, also, um, can you kill this girl for me? Because she's bad news. So he ends up kind of like meeting her, falling in love. That's part of her power. She's impervious to magic. Um 
God damn, this uh, 30 seconds is not enough time. It's not enough. So, so he then goes to, uh, kind of falls in love with her, but then she takes off and she's for some reason going to kill a girl in the town. Yeah. You know, and some, sometimes you got to kill a girl in a town and he, he has like a pretty epic fight scene, yeah. which is a little weirdly CGI. Like sure. the blood spray was a little too gamey for me, but I think the people that like the game will probably like it. Maybe. Um, and then he, uh, the priest, he kind of has fallen in love and the priest is like, Oh, like you don't want her to go get an op- autopsy. So you must've fallen in love with her too. And everyone's like, kill, kill, shame, shame, and starts throwing rocks at him. Uh, and then he just kind of bails. People don't like witchers for reasons unknown. I'll save you some time. It's yeah. the Mandalorian. It's exactly the Mandalorian. People don't like witchers. He's on his own. He's a fucking bounty hunter. It's the Mandalorian if it was set in Skyrim. It's exactly the same thing. Right. And it's way worse. Yeah. it's It wasn't a fun watch. No. It was, I hated it. I, I have no idea what happened. In for, this. I've for how never much, been so disengaged. How much money? Yeah. And that's what I was telling you. So I started watching the first like 20 minutes and I realized I was on my phone and I was like, oh no, it's one of those things. I just keep going back to my phone and I'm not paying attention. Even when I was trying to read the recap, yeah. I kept trailing off. So I don't know if you remember, but when we talked about the Mandalorian on this podcast, my brother Ross was here and he yes. predicted, because uh, somehow we got on a a tangent about video game adaptations. He yep. predicted that the Witcher was going to be the next big thing. Right. And there's just no way that can happen. Well, I was saying that, why is it all over Netflix? I'm seeing stuff about the Witcher. And he I was like, well, that's viewership's a big good. thing. Yeah. I think viewership's good. But this is the interesting thing. This show is adapted from the novel series, not the not the video game. And the, the showrunner oh, has been very, very clear that this is not for fans of the video game, which apparently is liberally different. I, I think it's such a weird choice for Henry Cavill, too. But it's, yeah. I guess it's supposed to be a big role. But is Henry Cavill, who apparently like really pursued this, like... Yeah, because he thought it was going to be like Game of Thrones. Careful with your glass. Oh, yeah, you. yeah, maybe that's the thing. And, and we've talked before about how like having uh, orcs and stuff is not the same as like... Right. like That's not going to get you the Game of Thrones fan yeah, base. Like we don't want high concept fantasy every... No, it's about making know. a good show that is like ineffably addictive. Right. Um Maybe that's why, or maybe he's just a gamer deep down. But the thing about Henry Cavill is he has already peaked. Like he's not going to get bigger. He no. doesn't. He doesn't have like Chris Hemsworth charm or Robert Downey Jr. charisma. He can't like surprise you with a really impressive dramatic turn. He's well, not Michael B. Jordan. He's just like a pretty face. Well, he was really good in in um, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, which interestingly he insisted on doing all of his stunts for this show. And I'm guessing that's because he's worked with Tom Cruise. Okay. He's okay in Mission Impossible. He's not like, like the action's good again, but like, is his personality memorable in that movie? Maybe not. I like, I'm just, if I could ever see that in a TV show, maybe it would be cool. Maybe, like, I'm just like, maybe he could be a Jack Ryan villain or something. Well, I'm not saying he has to be Which Chris Pratt with like all of this like, <laughs> hey, right. like, I'm not saying he has to be that guy either, but like, I don't know who he is mm. as a brand. Right. You want an, the brand's not strong with him. No, it's not. Right. And I, he might be a good actor, but I don't know that we're ever going to see that. Yeah. I'm not going to see it here. He barely talks. I know. And I, and I've heard other things where like, you know, it takes a long time. Like I, I think by season five, they or by season five, by like episode five, there's like no main villain has really been introduced yet. Oh, that's problematic. It's just weird. 
Why don't, and this isn't a video game adaptation apparently, but why don't they work better? I don't know. I, I, I wonder if it's because the agency is lost. Like you learn to like video games because of your freedom in a video game. Mm. And that's exclusive to certain kinds of video games. I don't know what The Witcher is like. I know it's like one of the most popular video games of all time. Yeah. But like, I love Zelda games. Yeah, like if they did a Breath of the Wild show, I don't, would that be interesting? I think I'd hate it. I think, yeah. I, I think I'd be so like frustrated by the, my lack of agency with this experience. Yeah, well, you don't as much just yeah want to sit down and watch someone go on adventures. It's called a sandbox game on purpose. Right. It's for you. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's partly why like... Tomb Raider didn't really work. Certainly Assassin's Creed didn't work. There's yeah. been a lot of them. Yeah. Which is the best? I Maybe the uh, the vampire killing one uh, or the zombie killing one. Resident Evil. Oh, was, it, was there a good Resident Evil movie? I don't. Well, the, I think it was kind of hyped at first, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. There was going to be a Halo movie at one point. Is that still happening? Right. I don't That seems like so. it would be a huge waste of money. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little, and I mentioned Skyrim. I'm a little surprised this comes out ahead of a Skyrim show. Yeah, so Skyrim is a different entity. Yeah. Than The Witcher. Also like a very big medieval right. kind of video game. Oh, okay. So it's less sci-fi-y and more I guess. Fantasy. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's very fantasy based. I mean, so is this. This definitely oh, has, this is one hundred percent. This fantasy. has shades of like the Battle of Helm's Deep. But they're right. just trying really hard to make it gory. I was warned that this would probably be too gory for me, and at times it was. They yeah, they and they went overboard. It just felt like you watched it hoping for Game of Thrones and you were never going to get it. Yeah. Do you think they were like trying to rip off Game of Thrones? I don't know. Like I'm just saying as a viewer, I was hoping that they did. Yeah. <laughs> and like did it well, but this is not the time. Didn't work for me. No. And also I thought kind of some of the CGI was just weird. Like the whole like scene where uh, she screeches to run away from the guard and it knocks over a large like oh, statue yeah. and that causes like a huge cavern to right what that, about when the guy gets the arrow yeah. through the head and she just like wails on tv for a, a lot of time. yelling yeah there's like five full yells yeah and then she dies too yeah like, again pretty gruesomely yeah yeah throws herself out a window yeah and i also thought that like you know with the whole brand stark thing it's like, okay, a window <laughs> fall first episode also seems a little on the nose, but. So it's already been renewed for a, for a season two. And I find it, I'm starting to notice a pattern of shows boasting when, when they've been renewed for a second season, like really fast or before the first season's even aired. Right. And that's, that's not an accomplishment. It's just an investment. Like they've already got a second season for the Amazon Lord of the Rings show too, because you can't afford to build that show right. and then only have eight episodes. And also you can pretty confidently say you'll have enough people who tune in for the Lord of the Rings show. Right. Same with the Witcher, like huge international fan base. People are going to check it out, but also you got to invest in this show. Yes. Yeah. I um, obviously don't give my ass. No, I don't give my ass. I think it's terrible. Wouldn't it be crazy if, I think it's like, mind-numbing, in fact. Wouldn't it be crazy if we hear down the road that it's like, oh, my God, it was like the second best show of the season yeah. voted by these people. Well, Maybe it's not we getting good one. reviews critically. It's not. Okay. But some fans, and I'm guessing fans of The Witcher, mm -hmm. whether it's the books or the game or whatever, or just fantasy, mm -hmm. are liking it. Like, it does have a pretty good audience score, yep. better than its academic critical score. Gotcha. I don't have a Will Smith thing, but you're excited for Bad Boys. I'm excited for Bad Boys 3. Yep. I was saying Bad Boys 2 is kind of a fun 
Uh, it's a very fun movie, actually. Michael Bay is not back, right? He directed. Bad I honestly Boys. have no idea. I know nothing about this movie. He's not back, except it's like, are we gonna ride together or die together again? And then Knuckles. Did you watch the Michael Bay Netflix movie? Yes. We talked about it with oh Ryan my Reynolds. God, yeah. I think I think I didn't did watch it. You didn't watch it. You got to watch at least the first scene. Okay. Because it's so like, it's so crazy and kind of hilarious because it's. It's it's Ryan Reynolds porn. Like he's yeah, he's being like I mean it's action porn. The funny, sarcastic guy while they're on this like huge car chase and people with guns are rolling up and he's acting acting like oddly cool. Yeah. Um like oddly calm about everything. Uh Is this Triple Frontier is that what it's called or is that something no, else? No, that's something else. That was that yeah. Ben Affleck movie from oh, last right, year. Oh right, yeah. This is Six Underground. Six Underground. Yeah. Six Underground is it it's another vague title that sounds exactly the same. Yeah. It speaking of peaking too early, uh, that peaks I think at like the very beginning of the movie and kind of has like a slow like degradation. The thing about Six Underground is you don't hear anything about it. No. It there didn't seem to be any like publicity for it, no. but probably Netflix will be like, "Oh yeah, like a hundred million people watch this movie. Yeah. Oh, totally. I, I told you about Dave Franco in it. I don't. I won't. That's right. Spoil that. But yes. like, no, he dies really right <laughs> like away immediately. Yeah, I heard about that on a podcast. Did you? Yeah. Within within five minutes, we were like, oh my god, Dave Franco's in this. Very he's, cool. He's, he's like, the driver. He's right? like the getaway driver yeah. in this first scene, which is very epic. And it's like, wow, this is kind of fun. And and then at the end, I learned that it was all a Michael Bay movie, and I was like, eh, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Actually, I think it's kind of cool when they kill off the person you think is going to be like one of the big stars early on. Like that yeah. happened. Um, well, Scream is a big example of that. Drew Barrymore dies right. like right away in Scream. Yeah. Yep. I think there's another example on the tip of my tongue, but it's not coming to me. Maybe with any luck, Will Smith will die early in Bad Boys Three. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> it's just Martin Lawrence carrying the rest of the movie. That'd be Will so Smith weird. Was like I had an Aladdin sequel to film, so yeah. gotta go. That would be such a weird choice. Yeah, <laughs> people would be angry. That would be a weird choice. I wouldn't put it past him. I don't know if it's weird that Michael Bay is out. I don't know if like Michael Bay added that much. It was very famously a Michael Bay movie, but I think Michael Bay adds more than you'd think. You're probably right. He's not doing nothing that crazy motherfucker. No, no you're right. <laughs> um, but I yeah, I'll watch that. There's a chance you should watch Six Underground. There's a chance he didn't come back to Bad Boys mm-hmm. because he's listened to this podcast and he has learned, believed, that you can never trust Will Smith. Answer the question, Michael Bay. Michael Bay.